Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lucas Hyde Podcast. And today is episode 38 of the Longcast, and it is with my best friend, Joe Calazo. Now, I have known Joe forever. He is my first guest on the show ever, actually, so uh, I was really glad to have him back on. It was about time. Uh, episode 38 now, which is wild. I mean, I can't even believe we're up at 38 from, uh, I believe it was episode 10 when I first had Joe on. Uh, so it's been a while, and he was in the studio, so I had to have him in the studio and record and get a new recording in. Uh, I would like to record with him more regularly, so I'm kind of figuring something out with him because we always enjoy sitting down and just kind of talking and discussing things out. But this week, I'm going to let you guys know right now. If you guys like Game of Thrones, I would not listen to the first half, <laughs> first half of the episode uh, because I'm I'm not known to be a Game of Thrones TV show fan. I really like the book, so I'm getting that out of the way right now. Um, but I, I just want to let you guys know that because I know so many people are fans of it, and it's awesome that people are fans of it. Uh, it's just one of those things I sometimes like to kind of crap on. <laughs> so. Um, that is what we talked about in the first half of the show, so that is kind of a spoiler warning for the podcast. If you guys really enjoy Game of Thrones, you might not enjoy the first half of this conversation. Uh, but it ended on a positive note, uh, other than me just ranting and kind of going off the rails a little bit. Uh, and in in the end, uh, the last half of the conversation was amazing, and we talked about creativity and creating uh, why it's important to create and just it is in our human nature to just create things and uh, bring them to, to the world from our mind uh, to use our hands, whatever it is, and to then bring it into the world and share it with other people is really important as well. Uh, whether it is by writing, making movies, making shows, artistry, all of that stuff. And so that is kind of where we really, uh, when we went deep into the conversation, that's kind of where it led us into that deep topic. And it was amazing to have Joe on and talk about that because he's really into art. Uh, it's been something that's been part of his life for a really long time, and he's really a talented artist. So it was awesome to have Joe on. Thank you so much. Uh, I love you, Joe. You are welcome anytime. And without further ado, here is The Longcast with Joe. Enjoy, everybody. Have a good time. We're already going. How's it going, Joe? Hey, it's going good. Thanks it's for having me back. Back? Oh, my God. That wasn't it's even... It's been a while. It has been. You were my first guest ever. <laughs> I was. I remember that. Yeah. You can shift that if you need to grab your tea. But now... So we actually recorded in this spot. I sat on the floor, and you sat on the edge of the bed that was originally... I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> now the bed's gone. The bed is completely gone now. It's so Dude. much better. It literally like made the room feel a million times bigger. I know this room feels. It feels huge. like a studio. I know because all it's I do. Studio. So for those, I think I've talked about it on the podcast. And I'm going to hit them with the classic Lucas. For those of you who don't know, I uh, what I do is I just have a bed on the floor. I just fold a comforter in half, and so when my guest comes in, I just fold it in half and throw it in the closet. And it just looks like a regular room. It does. Like you wouldn't so, even guess this was a bedroom. It's so bright in here too. Like it makes it brighter in here. No, no, and know. I've got a good view too. Yeah, it's a real nice view. I've been reading so much Lord of the Rings, like, and listening to it on, uh, not podcast, but I've been listening to the Silmarillion, and I've been listening to, uh, uh, I actually just listened to my first time on audiobook, the first three books, mm -hmm. or the original books, so Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, and Return of the King. Technically, it's all one big epic, split up into different parts, right. but you know, we're not going to get into that. Every time I look out there, I go, I just take out the road in that, like, 
that playground thing over there because I live in a development. I like take it all out and I just go, man, this is Middle Earth. Dude, what's cool about <laughs> I like this development because it's like in a it's kind of like in a little valley almost. I know. Like I like like looking out that way too when you see all the trees going up. Yeah, it's pretty peaceful, dude. Try to keep this as close as possible. Okay. Yeah, you go. But I know, right? It kind of feels like Rivendell to me. Yeah, it does. I could definitely see that. Like the one grievance I have with myself and Lord of the Rings is that I watched the movies before I did any any of the reading. Right. I'm I feel se- like I'm severely dis- you know how I am. I'm severely disappointed in myself. Oh no, I I I bet. Like I know you're I know you're not really into into TV shows and movies that much i can't stand them (laughs) (laughs) and especially too after listening to it on audiobook i would almost recommend to people who are trying to get into lord of the rings or have not gotten into it before i almost recommend listening to it on audiobook it is so good it is so good it's almost like a campfire story see like i i think like and i don't read that many books but i agree like i think if you're going to be a fan of something you have to read the books and it's better to probably read the books first before seeing the movies or like watching the show See, I'm going to agree with you partly on that. I think that you should read the books and not support any TV show <laughs> or stop, any and movie. And stop there. <laughs> and stop there. And stop there. I, I think Joe and I were talking about this a little bit before, and you guys probably know what we're kind of getting at here. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time. It's that time. So we were going to talk, we were talking about before the podcast, and we said, well, we'll address it on the podcast, but we're going to talk about Lord of the Rings. We're probably going to talk about some WoW today, too. But while it's hot in the news, I guess we'll talk about Game of Thrones. Dude, well... I, Everybody's talking about it. We're going to talk about it. It's a... Uh, I can talk about whatever I want on here. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... And we're going to talk about Game of Thrones this week. It. While, while, I mean, it just it just ended, so you kind of have to talk about it at this point. Like, Did when, it end? I didn't know. I mean, the TV show ended. Really? That, that ended. Didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> you're, not, you're not missing much, so... So... I actually stopped watching the TV show in episode. Hmm. Let me think for a second. I might be able. I might be able to get it down to the episode if I think long and hard enough. It was um, season two. Season four. Season four. I stopped watching in season four. I think it might have been episode two or three. Maybe. Maybe I watched season four. I don't know. Maybe it was season five. Actually, I take it all back. Maybe I can't remember that well. <laughs> there's a there's a couple seasons in Game of Thrones where, like They're I said, bad. I kind of <laughs> I kind of dipped in and out a little bit. Yeah, and so I don't remember a little bit. There, they were like the middle seasons, like four or five. That people are obsessed with the show. Oh, they're crazy. Like some people go crazy. My grandma's obsessed with the show. I've never seen anything like it. I don't. Know. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I. What TV show in recent memory? I don't know. Like, I don't even think The Walking Dead was or huge. Or even The Walking Dead, Breaking Bad. I don't Breaking think... Breaking Bad, those were all huge, it, but nothing seemed to bleed into what is the... What is it? Our, our, the connection of everybody. Yeah. Like, everybody was watching Game of Thrones. Everybody's talking about Game of Thrones. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. It's one of those weird shows. I feel like even people that weren't really into it still watched it like they still watch it from time to time Mm -hmm. um i don't know it's just like it's like a 
culture kind of thing. Like, ev- I guess every, it is. Everybody watched it. Maybe it's one of just those defining moments in our history of human beings. Yeah, I think it's going to go down in the records. Like a cultural moment, you know, like you, there's like a little blip in culture. Like if, if you could get a graph of all of human history. <laughs> It'll be a pretty small blip. <laughs> and they <have> this, <laughs> no, they had this graph of culture and they have yeah. like, oh, Roman times. And they're great. And there's all the Roman There's times. all these blips in Roman times. They're, they're learning how to paint properly and create these beautiful beautiful art pieces of art and sculptures and painting the ceiling of the of uh what is it there's the, a the sistine chapel the sistine chapel there's like, there's like roman times there's the renaissance there's like everything's popping off egypt there's like all this stuff and then there's game of thrones <laughs> and there's, there's game of thrones that's that's our thing up here is game of thrones oh man yeah everybody is obsessed with it and it, it's pretty wild too how obsessed people get with it i mean people are getting tattoos People are naming their kids Khaleesi. People are, <laughs> that one's wild to me. It's not even her name. <laughs> it's not even her name. It's her title, I guess that's it. Like, So there's Khal and then Khaleesi. So she is the... She's the, like the wife the, of the Khal, Yeah, basically. it's the equivalent of the queen. Even yeah. though she, I guess... I don't know how it works. I would imagine that in that culture, I think she's probably like the first ever... Because like, I don't remember in the books they're ever... They don't keep written history in the books. All of their history is oral tradition, I think, for all of the... Oh, my God. The Dothraki? Like, yeah. For all the Dothraki. It's all oral tradition, she, I imagine. So there was no Khaleesi before her. Is she the first Khaleesi? Or is she just like I'd the imagine. first like, non-Dothraki? Well, they're a really, they're really warrior-driven society. Yeah. So all of it is about these men who have never been defeated and don't cut their ponytails, right? Right, right. Because They're, they and, worship horses and all that stuff. And, yeah, yeah, they love horses. They eat them. They do whatever they need to. I'm yeah. pretty sure. They. Oh yeah. She, there's a whole scene in the movie where she. Uh, she eats a heart. Of, she eats a heart of a yeah. horse. Pretty sure that happens in the book. It's been a while since I've read the books. I because okay, George R. R. Martin, my guy. Everybody's saying it. I'm gonna say it too. Please finish these goddamn books. <laughs> <laughs> Please finish these books. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. So the reason I stopped watching, I stopped watching around, let's say season four or five. I don't remember because it's been so long. And I remember sitting in on my blue couch. I was watching the show and I was going, okay. It's, it's, I'm excited. New episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, episode two or three. I don't really remember. And I remember there was this season, or not season, there was this moment with, uh, I think it's Peter Baelish. That's his name, right? That's his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. And Sansa. Dude, this is how long it's been since I've read him. L- little Finger. Peter yeah, Peter Little Peter. Finger. Yeah. yeah. So they're sitting there and they're talking and I'm I'm just thinking there. I'm going, mm, this isn't happening in the books. I don't remember that. I don't remember this because there's this whole part where she goes away and she is captured and you don't really know who's taken her in the books. And you don't know if Littlefinger is involved because I don't remember there being any conversations with them. Because Littlefinger disappears from the capital at some point. Mm. So I'm I'm doing a pretty... We'll, we'll see if I can remember properly. If I get anything wrong, I'm sure I'll hear about it. But I think he disappears for a while. And in the shows, they just go directly, oh, he's the one that took Sansa away and rescued Sansa or whatever. That's the point it is in the books. Because Joffrey just... The last time, I think she's like... No, no, no. There's this whole section where she is in the veil and you don't really know how she got there. That's yep. right. There's this whole... Okay, I'm starting to show. remember properly now. There's this whole section where she's in the veil, and she's living there, I think, and then she comes down, she's kind of leaving, but I remember in the mo- or in the shows, she's talking to Littlefinger, I think, after this has happened, I think after she's been in the veil, and I remember thinking, this is... Did he... 
I don't know. Did I miss something? Because I don't remember this. I don't remember this that's, at all. That's part of the that's the part of the and show I, that I kind of dipped in and out of. So yeah. I don't really I'm like mm-hmm. Meh. So at that moment, I remember I, I stood up and I go I go to Google and I type in Are they revealing stuff from the books that have not happened yet? Because you know me. I absolutely do not want things to be revealed because I want to experience them for the first time for myself. Right. And then I was like, okay, and they're saying this is what they were saying. The books are going to be different than the movies, and the movies are a separate timeline. Not about that. I, w- I wasn't liking that. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then I had to make this decision. I was sitting there on the couch, and I stood up, and I walked around the house. And I was sitting there thinking about it, because I was into Game of Thrones. It's like, do I keep watching? Do I keep watching? And, and then I, I tell myself, I go, there might be things revealed in the show just by happenstance that might happen in the books. I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want that to be revealed. And at that moment, I picked up the I picked up the controller, I hit I turned it off, and I have not turned on an episode since. I have only heard four or five spoilers. Do you know how dedicated I've been? Yeah, you've been really it's been years too. Years. Since, and I'm surprised because it's like all over the place. Like there's Game of Thrones spoilers on like every website. Ugh. You have to it's probably pretty hard to avoid them, to be honest. You get you get good at it as soon as you see. You just look. Do you look away, <laughs> dude? I, I I don't even keep scrolling. I close Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I just close it. I go. All right, that's it. I've been doing that for years now. <laughs> for whenever since I stopped watching, I've been doing it for years. Where I just go, okay, yeah, you know, what, it's time. Yeah, everybody's talking about it. I'm not going to hear any of this. I remember I got mad at you one time. I felt so bad. Wait, when? I remember you told me that one of the dragons died. I was, like, oh, yeah. I was like how dare you i was so <laughs> mad i was so mad i remember i i was grilling you were in the kitchen and i had to go outside and i had to steam my anger for a second i was like <laughs> don't kill him don't kill we're, him we're going to try to keep this as spoiler free as possible for for my for, sake for your sake because i'm sure I, everybody knows by now yeah yeah so i mean i, I remember just steaming i was like <laughs> i remember that when i, was, I, I felt so yeah. bad i felt so bad but i was like how dare he? <laughs> How dare he do this to me? He knows. He knows. I remember you told me that, and I, I eventually got over it. And there was a couple, too, like, what is it? Jon Snow and um, Daenerys, they bang, right? Yeah. That, I heard that. I heard that. I Let's didn't spoil see. that one. No, you didn't spoil that one. I just, like, saw it on Twitter one day. Ooh, got my blood boiling. I was I almost. Threw what my, if that happens in the books, though? If that happens in the books, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I might burn the book. Because that's the thing. I don't know if the show. I think the show and the books are like they're not this, exactly the same, but I I feel like they're going to be loosely. I really hope intertwined. Not. Like, I really really hope. I wonder how involved. You know what my? I really want to know how involved George R. George R. R. Martin was in the writing of this last section of the I, show. I can pretty much guarantee you he probably gave them like a very like a backbone Ugh. and was like, okay, these are the things that have to happen. Make them happen. And like the writers for the show took it from there. So I don't, if that's the way it went, I'm not going to be happy. You're not going to be happy. I don't know. Well, I don't know if you'll be happy or not. Cause at least the books will go into more detail. Cause that's the biggest problem. I feel like with game of Thrones is that they, it's been so rushed that yeah. the writing just went, way downhill i was actually so andrea has been watching it now and i'm gonna contest this i'm gonna contest this theory that the writing has gone downhill i think it wasn't there to begin with 
I don't think it was there to begin with. Well, I know you went back and rewatched some of the earlier. Yeah, I watched some of the earlier seasons because I've watched them and Andre started watching. I was like, Andre, you. So Andre's my little brother. But Andre, you should watch Game of Thrones or you should read the books because then I would have someone to talk about it with and then I can vent all of my hatred about people <laughs> watching the shows and talking about the books and I can vent to you about it when Joe's not here. <laughs> so Andre started watching it and how dare he? He's obsessed. He's he likes obsessed. It. With, he likes it a lot. He's already, dude, he started watching I mean, it yesterday. He started watching it yesterday. He's already on season two, episode five. That's, or whatever. that's what hooks you with the, the season, season one, like, okay, it may not be the best, but it's pretty good. No, At season one was good. Opinion. Yeah. So it hooks you in and then you, you get, you, you see the characters and you're like, oh, this, this is pretty cool. Like I've, you know, there's and then, so much potential. It's such a cool uh, for someone who loves lore and fantasy and just the political so aspect cool. of it. It's yeah. pretty cool all the seven kingdoms and uh, it's so cool i just love the i love the um actually really what is it i like the scenery that they do i like yeah. all of the cities are cool i think that's all well done i think that's all the the places the locations it's they pick yeah the set design oh it's so the set design is beautiful now can the same set be for the rest of the show no like the acting and the writing and <laughs> I remember so when I first watched the show I remember I called you and when Ned died I, I remember I was like I couldn't believe they did it like that yeah because this was the first time I watched the show and I've read a couple books a couple book series where they really are fans of killing off main okay. characters so I I'd not been it's not like I was shocked that he killed off a main character and I was kind of shocked I was like is he did he really kill him I was like there's no way there's no way but they did it like that and so I was just remember I called you. I was like, Joe, you have to watch this. Just the way it ended. It was filmed so great. And they like, they yeah. chopped off his head and then it ended. It that's ended it. right there. It was amazing. And that's what had me hooked. And I was like, okay, I have to read the books. I'm going to read all of the books and I'm going to watch the show in conjunction. Hopefully it's loosely the same. And I remember I was just so obsessed from that point. We got shirts, we got everything. I was obsessed. I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Baratheon shirt, the, um, the Stark shirt we had. gave that away. You gave that away. I gave it to Nadia. <laughs> oh, she well. still wears it. She's a she's a big fan. Yeah, she's a huge fan of Game yeah. of Thrones. I'd shout like, out to so she if she listens. Shout out. To I wonder Nadia. how her what her opinion is. She really liked it. I saw on Twitter. She she liked the last episode. She was pleased, and uh, I forget what it, I forget what she said. I, she just said she was pleased. I could see that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, but oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you disagree. I disagree. You disagree. I disagree. Because so Joe, you are my only since you know how much I dislike the show and how okay let me let me finish this up first but i remember just thinking oh i'm so hooked i have to watch and i have to keep the books going i'm so excited this is everything that i love in a series it is medieval there is some sort of magic it's like really loosely tied there's dragons who doesn't love dragons there's some cool characters i can't wait there's a different language in it it's interesting. It's all fascinating. There's good. I feel like the characters are good. Good villains. Good. Mm-hmm. Good heroes. But the what I, what I like about Game of Thrones is that like each, each villain and hero, like you can kind of see there's a good and bad side yeah. to all of them. Like even like Cersei, like she's a she's a real like evil. She really grows. Bad. She really grew on me in I think book four. So everything goes really downhill in King's Landing and everything. And she makes this kind of transition because her kids are gone and taken from yeah, her and stuff. Like she really cares about her kids. Yeah. So like you know that's like her redeeming quality. And when Jamie, her, Jamie and her stop doing the thing. Yeah. That kind of stops. That stops for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's fascinating, and she really changed. She has to go through that whole March scene, 
I remember that in the books thinking, oh, yeah. oh that's fascinating. They're throwing rocks at her and stuff. Yep. It's been so long since I've since I remember this, but I, I kind of loosely remember everything. But I, it's just so much better in the books. I, I really implore people to go and read the books. You just get so much more detail. You get to yeah, know really, the characters better, and you can yeah. hear how terrible these characters are. You can see the good side in them and some of their actions, but these characters are terrible. <laughs> they are so terrible. They just want the worst. They just want right. what's best for themselves and what's the worst for everything else, which is kind of what makes it what is what makes it what it is, and the fact that you can really del- delve in deep. But I, um, to kind of finish this up, when I was I watched that first season because I kind of all over the place here, and I was just hooked. And season two was going well. Then season three, then comes that big moment. There comes a big moment in season three. And do you know how heartbreaking it is when you you have read the books and you know nobody else has read the books and you're going around telling everybody, oh, you think season three is good so far? <laughs> wait till the end of season three or wait till whenever you don't even know. I was going around telling everybody how good season three was going to be because there's some crazy shit going down. People cried. I remember people, this on Snapchat. People were heartbroken. People were heartbroken. They were in tatters, tears, another T word somewhere in there. Distraught is a good word. I've never seen anything like it over this red wedding scene. How old were we when that happened? I don't even know. So let's see that. So did they do a season every single year? No, I don't think so. They might have skipped a year in between here and there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just remember people going nuts over it. Yeah. Everybody was losing their bananas over that scene. And I remember coming in the next day or whoever I was talking to, everybody losing their minds saying this was one of the craziest scenes ever. I can't believe it happened. And I had to sit there and suck it up because you know what happened when I watched that scene? I sat there and I went, that's fucking it. That's what happened. (laughs) Really? That sucked. That is one of the worst scenes ever. In the books, it just, I mean, I haven't read it in the books, but like. I'm assuming it just goes way, way further into detail. The detail's so good in the books, and just the I'm so obsessed with the picture of what happened. So, so you're, this well, is all yeah. the caveat right here is that I'm obsessed with the picture that is in my head, so nothing can live up to it. That is why I am not satiated by any of these shows. Oh, and season one went back and watched season one. This is what I was trying to get on earlier. It's not that good. I was watching it today. I take it back. What's your least favorite part about it? The writing. Yeah. I just think the dialogue's not that great. And I the acting the, sometimes is kind of... Ugh. I think the entire... Like, the worst aspect of the entire series is probably the writing. Like, I mean, the show. Like, the show part. Mm-hmm. The it's dialogue, probably, I feel... I'm just not... You know when you watch something and you just go, I am not sold on this. Yeah. I am watching Game of Thrones. So I was watching it with Andre. And I'm watching it. And I'm sitting there. I'm going, I'm, I'm pretty entertained. So I was watching it. Today and yesterday, I was like, oh, this is cool. I remember all this stuff. Oh, yeah, it didn't happen like this in the books. But I just remember going, I'm not sold on this, though. I remember that there's just too many moments, scenes. There's too many scenes, dialogues, interactions with other characters where they're just going and talking. And I, I'm just sitting there going, what? That's how that went down? <laughs> what? I, I did not enjoy that. And right. Tyrion, does his accent get better? <laughs> I forget. I've, it, 
It probably does. It probably I hope does. it does. His I don't remember his accent being ter- too bad. Like at least in the seasons, like the most recent ones that I feels forced to me. really remember. And he um, was one of my favorite characters. In my in the show, he's probably my favorite character. Really, except towards towards the end. Yeah, towards towards the end. No. Okay. But he's one of my favorite characters in the show. Okay, so this is a good point to base off here because we've been going off on how much I can't stand this. How about you? What, what did you enjoy about it? Why did you stick with the show? And I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm because you're one of those people. I look at you and I go, "How dare you? Yeah, how dare you support this abomination?" See, like I've that's what I what I tell people. Like I'm I'm not like a huge fan of Game of Thrones. Like not a like I like the show, but like I said, I dipped in and out a little bit, and mm-hmm. like I kind of picked it back up. And I've I've you know me, like I've always loved fantasy and like that yeah. kind of stuff too, and just the whole like political like backstabbing kind of aspect of all the characters and i I really liked how some of the like pretty much all the characters had like they seemed very like human but in like the like the yeah they have their flaws everybody has their flaws which is really cool there is no there is no character that is absolutely perfect right Mm -hmm. there's not one and this war this war for this throne or whatever is what it starts out as i don't know where it's going to end up but that's kind of still where it sits it has touched everybody and it has made everybody kind of, it is the perfect example of a good person can do bad things depending on the situation. For sure. And that's one of the things I, I really liked about it. Now I haven't read the books, so I'm, I'm assuming the books are like, you know, they go way further in depth than the show. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just not too big of a book reader. So that's fair. Yeah. So I got hooked on the show. It's fair, but how dare you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I get the whole, I understand not wanting to read the books because books are time consuming, but I just can't sit there and watch this happen to my brain because I can never go back and unsee the well, things I have seen. Like you said earlier, I think in the beginning, like I think going from watching the show to the books, like that's because you're you're never going to get the image. Like when I think of you know Jon Snow that's what he looks like to me now yeah i know like he it's wild how much of an see even though you might not like the show or like for my example i don't really like the show but i really love the books how much of an impression seeing it visually and having the characters kind of talk it out and having someone who has put this together in such a way that it is it is entertaining there's nothing there's nothing that can be said for that even if, if you think it's good or bad it's entertaining and the impression that that makes when something is that entertaining and then you see it and then you see it, especially yep. with characters when you have a face to a voice to the words that you have heard like in your head all of a sudden that all changes well like we were we were talking a little bit about this earlier like like Tyrion, for example like yeah with his nose oh, like yeah. I, I know in the books he loses his nose he loses like not... half from my if i remember correctly he gets like pretty much half his nose chopped off in the yeah. battle of not the battle of bywater Dude, that is uh, no, that is Lord of the Rings. Sorry, <laughs> that is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> slip no, there. no, he is. Uh, yeah, that is a Freudian <laughs> slip. What I'd rather be, yeah. <laughs> what I'm, uh, I'm preferring. But um, no, he uh, he's fighting in King's Landing. They have this whole thing, and I'm pretty sure he's falling off like a boat or something, and he gets half his nose chopped off. Like he gets, sl- I think he's someone's going to chop off his head, and he slips back or something, and it gets like half his face off. Yeah, I remember being upset about that. I remember being. 
see, but that's what I mean. Like I, like now, if I were to read the books, like Peter Dinklage is Tyrion to me. I know. Like that's what he looks like, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. I forget in the shows. Did they have him with two different colored eyes? Do you know? Nope. Nope. They don't because he is in the book. I know that's Doesn't like one he have of a his green and a blue eye. He's a green and a blue eye. Yeah, because he is supposed to. The thing is, for me, in the books, what makes that important is that he is supposed to be this monster at this point. Like people think of him as like this undead. Like he's able to, like he he's comes missing he, a nose. He's he, got, like he yeah. comes back and he kills his father. Right, and they. I, I think there's this whole thing where they talk about this this monster person who has he went through king's landing like he and he killed tywin lannister and ended up escaping somehow because they never found the body or whatever because he shoots his dad while he's on the Mm -hmm. toilet yeah roasts him (laughs) i remember that scene Mm -hmm. i don't i vaguely remember the scene because he's he's uh banging his his hooker yeah yeah or his whore i guess whore is the the um well he kills her too he kills her. He chokes her to yeah. death with the golden chain because yep. she's wearing the golden chain of whatever Tywin Lannister is wearing or something. Oh, that this this is there's so much good stuff here. Like this gets me. the The fascinating part about it is, is is all the writing. It's so good. All the stuff that intertwines. And, yeah. This is what I like about reading because this gets to an overarching point. Is when you're reading that moment and you hear and you you get involved with Ty or uh, Tyrion has all these moments with Shay. And he's Shay. That's her like, name. Yeah, that's her name. Her yeah, name and there's all these moments leading up, and there's all these chapters where she's involved, and he's talking, and then all of a sudden he gets in there, and he gets in the bedroom, and she's like banging his dad, <laughs> and then you think, oh, in this world, he's probably thinking, oh, she's been spying on me, and probably giving information. Goes to the worst place, yeah. and it just goes to the worst place, and he's got a crossbow, and you know he's just going to be skadooshing right through dad's right. stomach. Just that moment right there. It's it's pretty incredible because you can hear a lot of the thoughts and i don't know if uh those actually happen but you can kind of extrapolate some of the stuff that those characters are going through i feel like you get this really deep connection with them yeah from their thoughts because if you if you accept and go along with the journey they kind of make sense in a way like mm-hmm. if you yeah in a way like they're <laughs> in a way like they're in they're the fucked up, up world that they live yeah, in. yeah in the really messed up world that they live in like what would you do in that situation yeah like, in, I mean, you don't know. Where but. death is the norm. Yeah. Which is wild. I was talking about this to Andre, too, because this, th- we're just all over the place because we're just hanging out. So, sorry, everybody. We did not have a, a script. We were just going. This is the classic. But <laughs> I was talking to Andre, and there was this moment in the show where, in season one, where Robert Baratheon is sitting there, and he goes down, he goes, take me to Liana, or... Uh, Ned Stark's dead sister and he goes down there and he's sitting there and he's like I kill him every night in my sleep he's talking about the Targaryens yeah yeah and they're just having this weird moment where they're talking and they're calling each other lord they're like these two people there's no one else around (laughs) and I was just thinking I'm sitting there thinking going at some point in history this happened (laughs) like this happened because think about how many kings there have been there was definitely a king who was by himself right with one of his vassals and he's just talking he's going yes lord yes sir yes lord nobody else is around right nobody it's else is around norm. it's just that they just go that guy's the king you have to yeah like, you have to do that when, even when nobody's around he expects you to do that because right. he's sitting there and he's talking or he's standing there <laughs> and he's talking and he's going he's like 
proposes him to be uh, hand of the king or whatever and he bows to him in the crypts with nobody else around he's like it's such a great honor my lord <laughs> i love it. Dude, I'm going, there was definitely someone in history think about that like it, that it, was treated like that yeah it's like if you and i are just sitting in this room and all of a sudden like let's say we didn't have anything recording we were just sitting here talking we're going yeah we need to do this to kind of get this together and i need you to be my advisor and you just bow down you're like oh yes sir yes my lord yes my lord <laughs> that's yes my lord absolutely of course, of course my lord whatever you need and then he just looks at him and he goes yeah and by the way our daughter and son yeah your daughter's marrying my son we'll join our houses and then just walks away <laughs> <laughs> he just he says yeah, that's no what's choice. gonna happen and you have no say in this and we're just gonna walk away dude that dude medieval times and i know game of thrones is like like we don't i know. mean it's not medieval times yeah but yeah. But, Let's be real. There was definitely kings and vassals, and right th- there was there was a weird time in human history where stuff like that was happening. Not a lot, a lot of time where weird stuff was happening like that. Yeah, marrying families together, just you know, I know for political convenience. And, <laughs> That's dude, so all, wild. All that stuff is so crazy. Like to grasp nowadays. To grasp nowadays, but I guess it kind of makes sense back in the day. Yeah, because if you the times. Yeah, and the times. Like, how can you wholly trust someone back then? Where right. you only see them. There was this moment, too, where I was, uh, where Tyrion leaves Jon. He leaves Jon Snow. And he says goodbye off the wall. He's pissing off the wall because that's one of his things he wanted to do. He wanted to piss off the wall. And so he's pissing and he goes, Bye, Jon Snow. Like, good luck, whatever, blah, 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 and just leaves. And I was sitting there going, Huh, back in the day, back in medieval times, if you and I, let's say, we could be the closest of friends. Mm-hmm. We could be brothers. And I would just say, all right, I'll see you. And just not know. Yeah. Not know ever when I'm going to see you again. Yeah. Like you don't know. Like I could die. Like I could die and you wouldn't know. And you could just hear about it. Yeah. That's what happens with John Aaron in the beginning. He yeah. just, he dies. He gets poisoned or he is poisoned. You're like, oh, he died. <laughs> yeah. And Ned just is sitting there. He's like, his day is all great. <laughs> no text, no nothing. Yeah. They just get a rave, and he's like, "By the way, John Aaron died." Oh, oh, <laughs> really? That flipped the day upside down. Yeah, it's just this crazy uh, human times, human history has been, and I love that we live in the world where we can we can make shows and yeah. books where we can almost live in those types of uh, we can we can put ourselves there. Like go back, take, yeah, and take even a put ourselves there. in amazing ways, like in in even more uh, like uh, what is it, uh, non realistic ways, like going back and doing, uh, even if you add just magic into the mix, you can take yourself away just by putting words on a page, by hiring a bunch of people, paying the money, and then filming it. You can almost take yourself and put yourself in this whole other world. And I'm glad that we live in that world. Yeah, you know, we live in the timeline. Like I was born in the time where I can see all of that. Right. I was not born in in medieval times. In a way, we can almost time travel. In a way. In a way. (laughs) (laughs) In a way. (laughs) You think about it like that. Mm -hmm. Almost. We're getting not close. Not close at all to actual time travel. (laughs) You know, we need need, uh, to do what they did in Infinity War. Shameless. A nice little shameless transition there. Because (laughs) I think everybody knows now that I'm not a fan of these shows. These shows. I don't really like movies that much. I yeah. think I, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. I'm not a big movie fan. I'm not a big. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big. Uh, what is it? TV show fan. 
I don't watch TV. I don't watch um, movies. Like I'll sit if Andre and Sophia, if they have something on and they're just hanging out and I'm like, oh, I'm not doing anything. I'll sit down and I'll just roast everything that I don't like about the show. I must be the worst person to watch TV with. I, I, I can imagine because every time, every time something comes on, I'm like, that was bad. <laughs> I did not like that. It is the one time where you, as a, as a couch critic, I could sit there and amongst friends and family, I can just say, yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> See, like I'm, I'm like, cause I, I don't watch TV at all. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I watched Game of Thrones. It takes but, so much time. Yeah. Sitting and watching TV. I remember I, I used to do that. Like actually just sit and watch TV and like, I who has the time to sit and watch TV anymore? Like, I don't, I know I don't. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just so time consuming. Mm-hmm. I don't even have the time anymore to play that many video games, actually. Me neither, dude. Yeah. I don't play video games anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just like, so. I have to things. actually schedule it in. Yeah. Which is wild to me. Because remember when we were younger and we would play Minecraft all day and we would just play video games all day? All day. And we had this, like, we would play WoW, we'd play whatever. And you just think, oh, this is always going to be a part of my life. Yeah. Like, this is something I'm always going to do. And video games are something that I really love and enjoy. But it's so crazy. Long. It is crazy how much time it takes. There was a week so recently. If I just, instead of taking time and getting up early, let's say I get up early, right? And instead of doing my normal routine where I read in the morning or I work out in the morning and I decide to kind of play Bloodborne or something because I'm trying to get through that and finish that game because yeah. it's so good. It's one of the best games I've ever played. Now, all of a sudden, it's crazy by the end of the week how much time is gone. I'm like, oh my God, I'm behind on everything. Right. Well, games like that, they take hours upon hours to finish. Hours. Yeah. Hours. I just finished Shadow of Mordor because Andre got Shadow of War for the PS4 because we're kind of do we're kind of playing single player games together. Yeah. On the PS4. Fun. But. And also, I've been on this. I've really been amping up my Lord of the Rings consumption recently, like again, because it's something that's been really part of my life for a long time. But I remember, and I look at the time, and I'm like, I've put 50 hours into this game. Oh my god! And I'm not even done. Like I haven't even hundred percented it yet. Dude, that's why I like World of Warcraft for me. Mm-hmm. I I should go and look at how many hours collectively I've put into oh. that game. Like. I recently unsubscribed, yeah, like that's just right. just because. Why did you unsubscribe? Because the you kind of ex- told me, but we can talk about it. Yeah, the current expansion's terrible. Like it's that it's is awful. so disappointing. And, and just the, all the one the, before that wasn't that good either. The right? One before that was Legion was okay. Okay, that was okay. Battle for Azeroth is just. It might be the worst expansion. Like I know, like World uh, Warlords of Draenor was pretty pretty terrible. Yeah, but this current expansion is just awful, and I don't like the writing. Like, I don't like the writing again. Like with Wow, <laughs> where it's going now. You know what it is? It's that you have this idea in your mind. You go, "That's a great idea." Yeah, and it goes another way. Yeah, I mean, some of it's still interesting, <laughs> but um, like, or that's sometimes what happens with me. Yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. it's totally like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I like I've noticed like mostly I unsubscribe just be, for the game aspect of it. Like yeah. I just haven't been playing having much fun or even when I log in, I'm just not playing. Like yeah. I'm I'm just doing like monotonous stuff and I'm yeah. like like I'm just wasting my time. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like all right, like like I'll probably go back and play like maybe the next expansion or whatever. Yeah. But 
you know, people who play WoW always take breaks. So, and I feel yeah. like this. Well, this that's expansion. a game that you need to have so much time yeah. invested in at all times. Yeah, kind of to be up to date on everything. And oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you're someone who is, which is surprising for me because you know so much about the lore. Like that's your that's your like equivalent. I love lore like, yeah, I love WoW's lore. Um, there's a lot of it that since it's a video game, it's not as like you know fluid as lord of the rings lore is yeah it kind of um you know it they retcon stuff here like all over the place and go back and i actually want to know real quick how do you feel when something gets retconned like that if it's something if it's something because okay let's start with a good example so retconning for those of you don't know it's when they go back and they kind of just splice out a part of the history and say it's we we just change this because it works better this way for now yeah yeah and i don't know sometimes i feel pretty i actually kind of like the idea of that that you can kind of go and say okay well this really works better this way but other times i feel like it can really fall flat on its face well the thing is sometimes it makes sense to do it but Mm -hmm. like when you're messing with like established characters that people have Mm -hmm. expectations like like sylvanas like now she's just like and i don't know what they're going to do with her in the future yeah but right now like her whole thing with like the Wrathgate and like there's all this stuff that i don't know if anyone is is gonna know wow lore but dude like tell me about it so that like the Wrathgate with um basically so what's in the wrath, wrath of the lich king yeah there was a battle at the gate of ice ground the okay. Wrathgate, where mm-hmm. um basically sylvanas she's the leader of the undead the forsaken yeah. like that faction of undead mm-hmm. she was originally betrayed by like someone within her and they went to the wrath gate and started like killing the horde and the Mm -hmm. alliance you know people like just like and and the undead like they were throwing they were just killing everybody they were just killing everyone yeah and so originally sylvanas didn't know about that like she Mm. she wasn't informed oh in Um, the history she is unaware and this just kind of happens yeah it just kind of happens and they go we all go back in it was like a patch we all went back in and uh you know raided under city and took it back for sylvanas and the forsaken oh that sounds fun um but then recently they retconned that to where sylvanas actually knew about it and like like so that changes that changes changes the whole dynamic of a character it does yeah because it it puts into perspective like, okay, what's going on? Is she just like evil or is she like playing this like 4d chess or something like with the old gods and all this like mm-hmm. death and stuff, which I don't know. It just doesn't, it, it doesn't, doesn't sit, sit well right. with you. Yeah. It doesn't sit right with me. Cause I know we played undeads when we, when we were questing, she's really cool. She's a cool she's character. Great, yeah. Yeah. She's she, the, I don't know. It's it's a, a fascinating thing that you have all of these different characters that have kind of taken over the horde at some point and then kind of really had a large influence. Yeah. And then how that's kind of changed over time. And then it was just kind of funny to see like all the old school stuff. And as we were going through all the quests, you're like, yeah, that de- I mean, that doesn't really work now. <laughs> that doesn't it doesn't really happen like that anymore because we were doing all the beginner quests. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny how some like the, like since it's a video game, a lot of that stuff just it. Well, they the way they're not going to go back and manage all the yeah. writing of every single minor quest. Yeah. How big is WoW? It's it's big. It's fucking massive. It's, big. it's massive. All the quests in there. Like and how I mean, a lot there's of, a, there's people that have like run across the map, right? 
Oh like, yeah, how long I mean, does it I take? Have, it's not. It doesn't take that long. Like, which is crazy. Yeah, but just like the scope of the world, like that's part of the things that got me into WoW. Was yeah. just like the world. Yeah, and I mean, it's the world of Warcraft. So, like the mm-hmm. world aspect of it, really. When did you first? Like, what was your first moment where you're like, what was your first moment with WoW? Not just the game with Warcraft or World of Warcraft. Because I actually don't know this about you. Because I know My that... My first moment ever with WoW? Yeah, do you remember that? Do you remember getting into it and then, oh my god, getting into the lore? Like, because I know Lord of the Rings for me. Like, I, I know some of the first stuff that really got me into Lord of the Rings, yeah. you know? Well, I know I started with RuneScape, and then oh, I I found WoW somehow, amazing. somehow through RuneScape. Yeah. Like, I was playing RuneScape and then got into WoW. Um, I came across the... Um, I came across the... Uh, I have no clue. But basically, I just ended up on one of the websites, like okay. on the like WoWhead or something. I don't even know, like the yeah. equivalent of that back then. Um, or whatever. And I was just messing around and like reading about the different races and stuff. Yeah. And just looking at like the, you know, the night elves. And I was like reading about them. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's pretty be- cool. <laughs> before you know it, I'm like begging my parents to like buy me this game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. And Asking then, your parents to buy games? Yeah, oh dude. Because, you know, I couldn't pay the subscription for it. So. Oh man, no! I remember yeah. asking for a RuneScape subscription. That was my <laughs> Christmas gift. I got a RuneScape yeah. subscription for a year. That was like one of my big gifts. I was Dude, like, please! Those... I was begging, please <laughs> get me RuneScape membership. Please get me RuneScape membership. That was like me, like with WoW. Like I would for it was for Christmas that I got it. Yeah, and I remember it taking all day to install that thing. <laughs> and, <laughs> dude, finally playing it. What did you play it on? It, like a Mac, not even a Mac. I don't know the. I remember it was on the Mac for a while. We had. Doo-doo I move. played on a. I played Doo-doo on my move. parents' Mac for a long time. Yeah. Um, I don't know what computer we had before that. It might have been a Mac. Yeah. But did you try to run it on like ever try to run it on that little laptop? Oh yeah, I tried. <laughs> I tried running it on my Dell Mini. Oh, Dude, that when I had it, mm-hmm. that thing like that could barely run RuneScape. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being that young thinking, oh, it's a computer. Like I could just put anything <laughs> on it. Why doesn't... And then I remember naively thinking, oh, how do I just upgrade my laptop so that I can just run these games? I got it to work on that Dell Mini, but it was like... <laughs> so shit. I couldn't move. I yeah. couldn't move my character. <laughs> for for like, people who don't play a lot of games, you literally <laughs> move in pictures. Yeah. You, you just jump into different places. I remember playing on a Dell Inspiron. I, I, I got a. Uh, I got into WoW after you. We were playing it together. We have some of the f- funniest moments when we had that sleepover. We played for fourteen hours straight. Yeah, that night. was fun. fourteen hours. <laughs> that was why that I'll never forget that. That was one of my favorite moments hanging out ever. Yeah, because we were was sitting so there. We were running away from that guy. Around. That those were those are the best times yeah. I've ever had in WoW. Like <laughs> that, and like just starting out like. The end game in WoW, yeah, it's fun, but it's also really boring in a way. Hmm, like when it's just like grinding, and yeah. you know, which well, I feel like there's this there's this cap you hit right where then experience. RuneScape is the most famous example oh, of this. Yeah. Where what is it the the experience from ninety five to ninety nine is more than all the experience combined from every other level or something. Jeez, it's something crazy like that. And then WoW, I can imagine that once you're starting to get up to what are the levels now. 
Well, it doesn't. The thing is, it doesn't take very long to level at all. But once okay. you once you get to max level, it's like okay. I mean, you have very like set things to do now. Okay. So it's like you can raid. You can you know PvP is pretty much dead now. So you can't is really, it? Yeah. How I mean, come they have world PvP and stuff, but it's just not the same. Um, mm-hmm. They, you know, there's world quests which are terrible. Yeah. Like, there there's just not as much to do in the game okay um which is like when which you're, is a shame because yeah the amount of potential i think it'll be exciting once we get our first vr mmo but that would be really cool yeah especially yeah. wow can you imagine just how the experience would change it, it i'd imagine that it maybe it needs some sort of revamping or something if you're like oh that would be incredible. well for you maybe because there's people that still really get enjoyment but i can see where just having to do quests over and over again. The quests are kind of the same formula. And, oh, yeah. And then, sure. like you said, you just have a set, like, I have to get this armor, and that means I have to, in order to get this, I might have to get some sort of monster drop. And to do right. that, I have to go kill the same monster over Every and week, over. I have to go kill it every, you know, I have yeah. to. It's just, it's just not, like, mm-hmm. engaging anymore. I guess if you have a really tight-knit guild, it might be really engaging. That's fun. Yeah. Which I don't, so. Yeah. Have you ever been like really part of a guild? I've I was for like I wasn't like majorly part of a guild. Yeah. For but I was involved with a guild to the point where I raided with them like every week I'd go yeah. with them, but nothing like crazy. Yeah. For the most part I've played pretty much alone mostly. Um, okay. For the my like the majority of WoW, my WoW time. Um But yeah, the when you're first starting out in WoW, like it's just like a magical experience like when you're when you first get hooked into it like at least it was for me and i've heard like for other people who are really into the game like you're like when you're first just walking around and you have no idea what you're doing and you're seeing all these quests and these people you know it's just crazy i i kind of i didn't get the feeling as much as you did yeah but i remember playing with you and having someone to kind of guide me along uh-huh. and just looking around and being like, oh my God, yeah, this is so cool. Yeah. This is so cool. All of the, I played a Blood Elf, but Blood Elf Rogue, baby. Always <laughs> a rogue. I'm always a rogue <laughs> yeah. behind the shadows. Nothing it's can true. stop me. <laughs> Nothing can stop me. I've lo- I don't know why I've always loved rogues. I've played rogues and assassins in every single thing I play. They're always my favorite characters. I think it, it, it's got to do with, class. it's got to do with Night Angel Trilogy somehow. Yeah. It's got to do with that. Because I, when I played uh, Fire Emblem, guess who got to level 21st? <laughs> guess who was killing everybody? <laughs> All, I was basically only using the rogues and assassins. I was playing Sacred Stones, and there's a... I forget who it is. I don't think you can get Volca there. But, um, oh man, what's his name? Joshua, I think is his name. You can make him an assassin. And it's so hype. They have the ability to just one hit kill their enemies. <laughs> like if you get a critical hit, there's a percentage chance that it just one hit kills the enemy. Rogues and assassins are just one of those classes that they're just like, you can always count on them to be fun. Yeah. Like, they're just always fun to play. Yeah. They're so much fun. Yeah. I think, uh, oh, and especially in a Shadow of Mordor, which I was playing recently, Shadow of War is the second one, but Shadow of Mordor, all I, I really enjoy, I've been starting to get used to the combat more and enjoying that aspect and just doing more combos and everything and trying to use all the tools I have at hand. My favorite thing, though, is sneaking around and just skadooshing people, <laughs> just taking them out. There's no something problem. so satisfying. Yeah. That. And yeah. so I remember, do, obviously, I played a rogue, and 
going through and I just loved exploring and seeing everything. I remember that's seeing why everything <laughs> for the first time, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I went, what is it? The burning land or where um you can, t- so there's at one point, I think it's around like level 40 or something like you can teleport there. And I just remember going through that gate and being like, Oh my God, I forget what it's called, but it's just all like red and desolate. I think uh, it's the gate that the Illidan burning- went through. Oh, um, the dark port. Outland. Outland. Outland yeah. yeah, Outland. I remember going there. I, it must have been there. I don't remember for sure. Yeah. But I remember I was sitting in my bed and I was playing at like two in the morning and I went there. And I was like, oh my God. I remember being in area. Outland with you at like Hellfire Peninsula at, at one point with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like the same. That's the zone with the dark portal. Yeah. Uh, I remember <laughs> I had that. some legendary level ups. <laughs> yeah, you did. Because I remember I wouldn't play for a while. And then, <laughs> and then you like all of a sudden were like in, in Outland and I was like, what happened? <laughs> i think i remember that um i was just like <laughs> we were playing one day and i think i was level 20 and then <laughs> i didn't play for a while and then you were playing and you were like what the fuck happened because i was like level 45 out of nowhere because you were like you haven't played in months <laughs> <laughs> i remember true. i just sat down and i was like oh i got the experience boost i'm doing every single quest as fast as i can <laughs> And just like the satisfaction of going through and it, this, the quests are satisfying in a way. They're fun. Yeah. Like in the beginning, ch- they are fun. They're chill. They're yeah. really chill. Mm-hmm. But it was something that I never got as into it as you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what about it. It just hooked me in. Like, yeah. And then, you know, once you're hooked into that game, you just mm-hmm. you never really give it up. I don't know what it is. I really like... Uh, I don't know what it is. There are certain things about games that I really, for some reason, I'm really attracted to Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Those games yeah. are just the lore in that game is wild because you you actually you can kind of figure out all the lore yourself, but it doesn't actually tell you any of it really. That's kind of like Dark Souls too, right? Like yeah, Dark Souls like does very, that. Yeah, yeah, it's very vague lore. But yeah, it's a lot of signs. Yeah. Like you can read items and like some innocuous item will just tell you about some sort of lore that connects to another game. It's really like mysterious in a way. Mm-hmm. I like that mystery aspect. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Because you can like, it leaves it to your imagination yeah. kind of. So like in a book in a way. Yeah. A little bit. The book, uh, I think reading like any type of book, it really does work your imagination, except fantasy, especially fantasy. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, to create images in your mind that you can really relate to. I think that is a good... So there are people that don't really enjoy reading fantasy books as much, and I still have to read this book. I'll put it on my list, Tim Ferriss. It's like lessons that you can gain from fantasy novels from reading them, because I enjoy reading them more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Like I really love reading, and I try to read as many self-improvement novels that I can, or not novels, books. Like right now I'm reading two. Like I'm reading over there, you see it right there. I'm reading like an investing book, yeah. and then I'm reading a health book. And that is all interesting to me, but my favorite type of reading to consume is just I, I I do like certain um biographies, autobiographies and everything. But fantasy books, they're just so cool about something going into another world and transporting your mind. And I think oh, it's yeah. probably that like it, it probably is a large influence of like what you read when you're younger. Because that's all I read out when I was younger was just fantasy books. Right. Mm-hmm. I've always loved fantasy. Like if I'm gonna read a book, it's probably gonna be a fantasy yeah. book. Like I've just always loved that. Like ever since mm-hmm. I was a little kid, I used to like grab sticks and pretend they were swords and stuff. I like, know. I've always loved. We used to play that. Naruto out on the <laughs> I remember there. That. that was wild. That was so much fun. <laughs> I I think about how creative I was when I was a kid. Naruto was fun, and it was just like you could almost look back, and it's wild how you can play with your friends. 
and you can go out there and you can kind of just like say you're doing this move. And I feel like you can almost, you can, when you're a kid, you can like vision the move. It's crazy when you're a kid, how like, how wild your imagination imagination is crazy when you're a kid. And the ability to continue to work that, I think it's important to have that because you can apply that imagination and just be creative everywhere you go. Yeah. Especially imagine for you, because you're starting to get into art more and drawing yeah. again. I've been trying to draw more. Mm-hmm. It's it's more relaxing and just yeah. like I don't know. I think that's it's really important to stretch your imagination when it comes to just anything. Really, yeah. it's it's helpful. Um, but yeah, especially in creating your own thing, creating like artwork or cre- writing, or yeah. if you're doing even just like building things like I know. engineering or yeah i think it's important to have something whether it's like not just your job or whatever i mean it's it's nice if it is your job like if the podcast like my dream is the podcast like i can just do this well yeah time, right? if you're if you're imagining like this is something that i create every day right you know like and i work on it is just so satisfying to have something that you can just create yeah. And it's really yours. Like when I go and I sit down on that website and I work on that website or when you go down, you sit in front of that paper and you just start drawing. And especially too, I remember looking at a, we were sitting in here in the studio uh, a couple weeks ago and I pulled off that drawing from that, that drawing book, the guy who did all the drawings for the Lord of the Rings movies. He did all that the set crazy. pieces. And you were like, you were just telling me, you go, yeah, he probably banged that out in like two hours. That guy's like, a, he's a master. Yeah. <laughs> They, that stuff's crazy. That's always been crazy to me. Like people who are that talented and spent, put that much time into perfecting mm-hmm. art that they could just like, like a lot of stuff like that just comes second nature to them. Yeah. Like just drawing figures and like, yeah. And like his landscapes and yeah. Buildings and it's just crazy. Yeah. What are your, what are some of your favorite things to draw right now? I just like drawing, um, I've I've been working on drawing like trolls and stuff like okay, that. Cool. Like I like drawing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um just like creatures really. Like yeah. I'm trying to get better at drawing like creatures. Okay. So what like, do you find's the hard oh, You know what I can imagine is really difficult, but I want to know what the hardest part for you is is like divorcing your thoughts from what you've seen. Oh and yeah. And create something new. That's really hard and I've it's it's really hard to do that cuz I'm a lot of people like especially when i first started drawing yeah. like i'm i was so used to copying things cuz like, that's how a lot of people start right yeah. they, they copy and they you look at something you trace and try to maybe copy it right yeah. like something i'd see like on the like if i go on google and look up a picture of like something like i don't know like from wow like if i looked yeah. up a picture of like thrall mm-hmm. like i'd try and copy that picture of him exactly yeah and it just would never come out right but yeah. it, like whenever you like try to draw something more in your style or more like, um, mm-hmm. you know, you make the pose up yourself or whatever, huh. um, it usually comes out better. That's probably a wild journey too, figuring out what your style is. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, that's tough. That's, that's always tough to do. Yeah. Like, do you kind of know where you sit at now or are you still kind of figuring that all out? When it comes to drawing, I'm not as sure. When it comes to like graphic design, like logos and stuff like that, yeah, I have a pretty set style with yeah. that. As for right now, like I do very like minimalistic kind of yeah monotone monocolor things yeah. Um, 
But yeah, when it comes to drawing, I'm always like trying different things to see if anything mm-hmm. sticks or like I've been using charcoal a lot recently. Yeah. Um, How come you started using that? I just, I like it. Like, I just like working with it. Mm-hmm. I remember my drawing classes working with it and I, w- I was so used to working with pencil. Yeah. And I've started How doing- is it like function different? So I've, t- spoiler, I've never taken an art class in college. <laughs> <laughs> the only art class I took was art history. So, yeah. so like, how does it function? I, I imagine it functions differently, but how does it? It's like- just the, like the, um, just like the material, like it's more, is it softer? It's softer. It's easier okay. to blend like yeah. for me than a, I mean, you can't like certain graphites are pretty mm-hmm. good. Like I like working with softer graphite too, okay. if I use that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I like the charcoal. I think that comes in, Yeah, but it's harder for me to use like very hard, like graphite, like pencils like to get like fine details like you need to use that yeah but i'm like when it comes to drawing i'm like too impatient Mm -hmm. to go in and like finely detail everything so that's where like i don't know so like actually go in and do all those little tiny little tiny things yeah that take forever like i'm (laughs) how long do they take they take forever (laughs) they take forever do you do like me do you do like the set you do like the main set piece and then you're just thinking about all those details going yeah i don't want to do that (laughs) i don't want to do that Mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of that's one of my main struggles with drawing yeah i'd imagine i'm terrible at drawing (laughs) i'm really bad when's the last time you've drawn you've like actually like tried to really draw something What, what do you mean? Like I sat down and I really, really tried. Yeah. Never. <laughs> no, the I'm last sure time you drew something for, like not too recently, but you sh- I'm pretty, didn't you show me something you drew? No, I, mean, I, uh, I started writing a little bit. I know you show me that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the last time, the last time I can really remember drawing stuff. I remember in middle school, I would draw stuff a lot. But the last time I sat down and was, I don't think I've ever sat down and like really just sat there for like an hour or two yeah. and like drawn and really focused on it. Right. Dude, I'm bad. <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't practiced, but yeah. that's just something where it, it blows my mind how good people are. One the thing, thing is for me is like I have, I'm able to create the detailed image in my head i have a really clear image in my head i'm sure a lot of people do oh yeah but i'm really good at that like thinking of it and especially if you give me words like that's why i'm good i'm good at i think i'm better at actually describing and that's why you'd probably be really good at writing like what you wrote was what i read at least that was really good i liked it a lot thank you i'm actually uh i'm really i'm gonna start uh so i I look at a lot of people and they do kind of have these little um, these little tools like Tim Ferriss, he, he likes to draw. So mm-hmm. I see him and he takes time and he works on his drawing for me. I, I, that might be writing yeah, just like for fun, something that I do on the side that is for me. That's not, I'm not, I might not ever be really good at it, but it's something that I find really relaxing. It might be writing. Cause that's all it has to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's like kind of what we're talking about before. Like I'll read books and I'll read stuff and I'll read, uh, like I watch shows and I go, I wouldn't have written that that way. Like I wouldn't have written the dialogue that way. Like I think, right. and I'm not saying that I could have done it better, but that's not how you envisioned it. That's not how I would have envisioned it. And I think it could have come across better this way. But I obviously there's, 
that we're getting to a whole nother scope like film i could never do film like just seems and stuff like that that is a different type of talent that is a wild talent the ability to i would love to sit down with um like one of i don't know any famous directors really but like let's say what is Okay, okay. Let's just say like Peter Stan, Peter Stan Jackson. Kubrick. You're a Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson, right? Because he did yeah. Lord of the Rings. I would love to sit down and just say, oh, oh, like, how did you? Th- or you know what? Who's probably Quentin Tarantino? He's a good one too. Yeah, but not or uh, not even him. He, he's a great one actually. There's a lot of good movies out there actually. That I, I know. I say I don't like movies, but there's a lot of good movies out there I really enjoy. Who did uh, B- Grand Budapest Hotel? What's his name? Oh my God, uh, Wes Anderson. I would love to sit down with that guy. Like directors like that, like who have a very particular style. And yeah. Like, very like their movies are almost like an art. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm watching like a moving painting. Almost. Yeah. When I yeah. watch Wes Anderson, the way he, that's the best way I would describe it, especially Grand Budapest Hotel. Fantastic. Mr. Fox is an amazing movie. Fantastic movie. But um, it's wild how they're able to envision the certain angles and then able to just, execute it and i don't know how many takes it takes or whatever but it's pretty it's it's incredible how they can think this lighting and this angle is really just gonna just evoke this emotion from the audience and that's what makes a great director yeah and it's just like you you watch one of those movies and you're like oh that's you know that's his movie and you (laughs) it's not even just that too it's like you watch it and you go i feel that i don't just watch yeah, it like i feel that right i feel grimy like if they have a grimy scene in like some dark alley or whatever it, it's kind of the attraction to bloodborne for me right now mm-hmm. is um when you're walking through old yarnum or central yarnum excuse me one second when you're walking through like central yarnum or old yarnum and just how just how in disarray it is there's like coffins everywhere and I just walk through and I go, ooh, this is grimy. and gr- I can almost smell the stench. Yeah. I can almost put myself there and just smell the gross stench of of whatever is going on there because the art style is so amazing. It's so good. Like the lighting that – it's the same thing. It's almost like a director. Like the animators were able to kind of put this in and really just evoke this emotion. Right. Like, and and I, I think uh, one place that like really good scary movies are probably what's – the most famous for people. I, I think what was it? What an amazing movie was um the the silent movie. Oh, um what was it? I totally forget. But it was uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. We're gonna look it up. We're gonna look it up. But it's the silent completely silent movie. Uh where not completely silent. You look it up real quick. But I remember watching that movie just feeling so on edge the whole time. Like I felt like I couldn't talk. When I was in the theater, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like I was there. And that is what is wild. And that is this amazing talent. A quiet place. A quiet place. That movie, my parents didn't like it. But that movie was amazing. And really good scary movies, I think, really evoke that. It's probably the most common one. And then when you can see uh, directors that do it with non-scary movies... I guess like the some of the best Oscars or whatever, and you just really feel the emotion. Like the most recent Spider Verse movie, when I, I watch that, see that, it's really good. Spider Verse, yeah, it it deserved all the Oscars it got. Like I was like, this feels like a comic. It looks like a com. It looks like a t- comic. It walks like a comic. It talks like a comic. You know what I mean? So like I respect movies like that a lot. Mm-hmm. That 
they're like so true to what it meant to be and it really gets the message across yep yeah and it's just that ability to create those things is incredible and that's why i think again it's important to have things to create and like you were talking about art but i want to i kind of want to do writing that's such a like a i'm not saying i would be good but it would be more for me you know i could see you being really good yeah just Mm -hmm. keep keep going with it yeah like i think that's at the core of like human human nature human nature it is yeah Yeah. to create tools you know yeah instruments like just creating things is like such a core music is another one yeah oh man we were listening i was i've started listening to a little bit more metal and listening to winter sun and i was listening to ensiferum actually and into battle that song when i listened to that song just the He's chanting, and then it goes, and it goes yeah. right into the double bass, and I just get chills. <laughs> I get chills listening Dude, to that song. It gets me like, so charged up. I'm so nostalgic for some of those songs. Yeah. They're like, it, I, I love them. That's a crazy one, too, to be the designer or like the lead oh, singer or whoever designs the songs. The music. Right? Like, I don't know. I don't know how I would even go about doing that. Like. Is like writing the music for a song, not even like the just the lyrics, but the music. The like, uh, Queen, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, that guy is. Uh, so I, I didn't think the movie was that great. I don't think it did him. I think it's just hard. I think I've said hard this to before. do him justice. It's hard to do him justice with what an incredible human being you're working with. Mm-hmm. Like his, just his 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 ability to sing. First off, and live, you watch the live shows. Like the recordings of live shows is like, oh my God, he's so good. He's yeah. actually that good. It's There's nothing edited or anything. He's just that good. And then when he designs like his songs and everything, that is wild to me. How he can just say, no, no, let's, that is a genius at work going, let's just put this here. And you, you don't even notice it, but it just pulls on the, whatever strings it needed to pull on for you to feel a certain yeah. way to get you charged up. And that is incredible. Just the ability to have that in any type of aspect, like any type of mastery. Yeah. Yeah. Like any type of, what is it? Any type of skill, any type of craft. And that's why it's important to like try and create and do a bunch of different things. Like for you, it might be art, you know? Yeah. Like for, I don't know, someone else down, like, like you said too, it can even be for engineers and bridges and app designers. App design, web designers, like yeah. coding, like oh, uh, that's that's creating something. Seeing a good website, yeah. How great is it seeing a good website? Just one that you can navigate well, but it also is aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, I feel like it's a very rare thing, but when you see it, you you really know. You're like, this is cool. Like, that's the wonderful thing about creating is that it, uh, you when you when someone creates something incredible, you can you can look you at it and go it. that that is you can you might not know it when you see it. It's like basketball too. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of basketball. Like if say you've never watched basketball before, right? But if I showed you clips of like Steph Curry or LeBron, you go, I don't watch a lot of basketball, but that's great. That's really cool. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. that, what, what he is doing is just the way he's doing it. And you can see the crowd, especially and how they react and how the other players react and how he reacts. And you just go, that's emphatic. You're like, wow, he's really good. <laughs> yeah. It's like watching good melee too. Yeah. Watching just some combos. We were just watching Mango, just one gommel. And just that one combo he had on FD and you're going, holy shit. Oh my God. How did he do that? How did he come up with that? And you're just watching this incredible creation happen on the fly, which is the beautiful thing about sports. Yeah. Yeah, It's like just the ability to be completely free and be in the moment 
and then to do that. And that's what the wonderful thing, like I want, we don't see the behind the scenes, but imagine what it's like watching. Uh, we might see more of this now, like on Twitch and stuff, but especially art painters, like, and you say you have oh, that yeah. one guy that you watch oh, where yeah. he just creates from nothing. Fang these, Zhu. Fang Zhu. He creates yeah. these beautiful landscapes. Yep. He just paints them. And that, that's another thing. People who can like photo, he's paint just doing on it Photoshop. On the fly. He's just doing it on yeah. the fly. And he just like pieces things together. Like there's this one exercise he does that I like watching where yeah. he go, he basically goes and he has like tons of images that he's saved from over the years. Like, yeah. he, like off Google, off of everything. And he just goes and like, takes like he could take like a piece of a grasshopper yeah and take like a piece of a a jet plane or something and like he melds that together and makes like a silhouette like he takes like the leg of a grasshopper yeah and puts it with like you know the you'll have to show me the wing of a i don't know the jet plane or whatever and he makes a silhouette and just paints like a creature out of it or like a ship out of it yeah and it's like the craziest thing it's Mm -hmm. so cool yeah and like just i love watching him <laughs> yeah, you'll have to show me some of that after we finish this yeah i should it's really fascinating like yeah and he just goes through he goes through like his um and he just like pumps these out like he puts like he'll just go into his files and like pull out images and just throw these silhouettes together of like different pieces of buildings and cars and stuff and he makes like animals and like um huh like more like buildings or like vehicles out of just like this random mishmash of anything yeah and what i wonder what that i wonder what's going on in his brain he's like it's crazy could you imagine being him for a second and just being able to see the pieces fall together you look at the shadow and you go that's perfect the angles and everything perfect for this part so cool i love how we're talking about all this creating and all we did for the first half talk shit on game of thrones (laughs) i know (laughs) we got from that to this (laughs) i know i mean but this is like it's weird too that and anybody can critique it right like anybody's gonna have their own take i just uh it wasn't it wasn't my thing you know what i mean <laughs> like it wasn't my game of thrones was a creation it was a creation let's just put it that, that was a blip in history it was a blip in history it was a creation which is uh it's wild too then how audiences can really get together behind creations and all of the not just the creation itself, but it almost, it grows bigger than that. Like Game of Thrones is an example of that. Yeah. It is not just, it's a bigger than its creation. It you know is. What I mean, it's way bigger than its creation. It is bled into impact. our culture. Like people name, like you said, people naming their kids Khaleesi. It's not even her name. It's it's like the Marvel universe, which that, that that's, is something that's a that, part of our culture. Yeah. Right? it That is a part of our culture. Yeah. The kids love it. You know what I mean? They they really not just the kids. Adults but love it. Yeah, I know. We went there and there were people dressed up. <laughs> like there were so many people dressed up. Right. One for I, each hero. I couldn't you know even I mean? imagine opening night. Like going. Did, you guys oh didn't God. go opening. No, night. we didn't go opening night. Yeah. Andre went like the next day. He went by himself. Really? He was just like, I'm going at 9 a.m. It was the only, <laughs> only time. The only open time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But That's it's crazy. wild. I mean, okay. How about this? For a positive note on it. I really, even though I I shit on Game of Thrones a lot, like it's cool to see and I love that people have something that they appreciate that much. Yeah. Like they have something they can get behind. Because I have my thing, like I have, like Lord of the Rings is near and dear, right? Yep. But people don't like it, you know what I mean? That's okay. And that's that's all right. Like that's totally fine. 
it makes me sad that may not, you, may not disagree. I mean, may not agree. I definitely don't agree. I may, <laughs> I not, agree. may not. I definitely don't agree. <laughs> but um, it is. It makes me sad that they don't see it the way I see it, and they they're probably upset or sad that I don't see Game of Thrones the way they see it. Right. But it is cool that there's so many people that have these things, or and then there's a collective of these people that can really get behind just this one little blip in history of culture. Was, Game of Thrones is just like there's something about it where there's a little bit in it for like everybody. There's you know mm-hmm. there's the fantasy aspect. Yeah, you know there's there's just so many things. I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to do an intro for this episode. I'm gonna have to say. <laughs> I promise you, get through the part where we crap on Game of yeah. Thrones. Get through that part, and it really it really turns out positive. Put a timestamp on it. I, I <laughs> promise you, it turns out positive. <laughs> I really do. Uh, I'll have to do an intro, but it's. I really enjoy that, and it's cool. And those are the positive things. Like, it's things like that that bring you know they bring us together. They bring us all together. <laughs> and they really do. <laughs> it really does. It's wild. And then you could have people that come together because they don't like it. Yeah. People coming together. It's wild. People coming together one way or another. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. All right. I mean, I guess not. I mean, you can have like negative stuff that happens, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> we will, we'll we're all about the positivity, okay? except for when we're talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know. Man, this was great. Yeah. How you feeling? I, f- I feel great. You feel good? I think, I think we had a good discussion. That was a great little discussion. I, th- I appreciate you coming on we got we definitely got into the deep waters there yeah thank you for having me back i I, I love being i love being here yeah we can you can be on anytime you're you're gonna be on again soon yeah i assure you now especially with the studio all right so nice yeah thanks for coming on joe thank you all right i love you guys love you joe thank you all right thank you everybody thanks for coming on bye